Hey drivers, Bonnie again, and I'm back for a second episode of Trucker Tales. I got a lot of support and feedback from episode one, and I'm really excited to keep going. If you could, leave me a review. It would really help me to gain some traction, and I would really appreciate it. Don't forget to follow Trucker Tales so you'll know when a new episode is added. And please, send an email to truckertalespodcast at gmail.com if you have a trucking-related story to tell, even if you're not a trucker. All support is much appreciated. Trucking has taught me a lot about patience and how to rationalize. It has forced me to become a more positive person because if I didn't, I might just lose my mind out here. Let me read to you a Facebook post I made back in February of 2019 when I was still a pretty fresh rookie. I wrote, So I made a wrong turn today and I ended up in some residential area. There were two lanes of traffic but the road barely fit my semi and the GPS told me to make a right turn. So I did and all of a sudden I was going up a very steep hill. Then I was going down said hill in reverse. My truck couldn't make it with all the weight. I popped my brakes and almost had an anxiety attack at that moment and I knew I had a very important decision to make. I could either panic or handle the situation. So I decided to back this bad boy up down an S-shaped road. When doing so, I got my tractor stuck on a snow mound in some grass. And I was about to say fuck it and call breakdown to be towed out. But this would have cost hours and hundreds of dollars. So instead, I pressed the gas all the way down and released it several times to rock my truck back and forth. Thankfully, it worked and I got loose. Phew. Still, I had to back down this hill the rest of the way. A guy driving a cement truck saw me struggling and got out to spot me and stop traffic. I made it down the hill and I tried to have my trailer go to the left behind me because I had come from the road on the right, but I couldn't make it without messing up the person's fence. So I had to go back up the hill, straighten up, and then back up again. And then I had to back up another curvy road behind me so that I could make the right turn onto the road I had come from. Finally, when I got up the hill that was behind me and I was about to make my turn, The gentleman that was helping me came to the window and he was so shocked I was a little woman driving. And I was so proud of myself I couldn't stop smiling after I finally made it back to the interstate. When I woke up this morning I told myself it was going to be a good day, as I have been doing for weeks now. And the whole situation could have gone completely different if I didn't have the right attitude and remain calm. Attitude is everything. I'm learning that. And I could have done as I would have in the past and panicked and cried in frustration and it would have been an awful day. But instead, I remained calm and impressed even myself. People are always saying that they never change. They've always been the same. And I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. We have to learn and we have to grow. We have to progress. We need to learn what we need to work on and focus on making that change from within. I feel like a badass trucker now. I did did what many couldn't or wouldn't have. And now I feel much more confident in my abilities. Every day is an adventure. And we have the choice of how we handle everything that comes our way. Remember that attitude is everything. And I remember that day. And I remember the contrast in the sheer panic that I was feeling when I was stuck on that hill compared to the extreme exhilaration that I found on the interstate once I finally got back on there. And I remember so many times after that when I was in a really frustrating situation, I would remember how good it felt to 
overcome those things. And it was easier for me to get through other situations out here on the road. And I'm so grateful for everything trucking has taught me because it has taught me a lot more about life than I probably could have learned in 10 years time if I wasn't out here. So if anybody's interested in trucking, you know, it could be good for you too. Let me share with you a call from a listener named Dana. He heard the first episode and felt inspired by my shitastrophe story to reach out and tell me some funny stories of his own. Here goes. Hey, Dana, how are you? Good, Bonnie. Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so happy you got to listen to the first episode and you liked it and you decided to reach out and do a phone call with me. I understand you've got some really good stories for me. Yes, yes. Um, I have one with me and my father. Um, if you guys want to hear that one. Sure. Okay. Well, <clears throat> my father and I, he was, uh, uh, this is going back, oh, I don't know, probably five or maybe six years ago. My father, uh, that was on the last end of his trucking. He was sick with diabetes and stuff. And anyway, now you got to think of my father this way. He's an ex-military man, very hard nose, tough as nails. Mm -hmm. kind of guy, no patience. Anyway, we went to the Fort Huron duty-free, and we're in there. It was close to Mother's Day, and uh, uh, I was looking for stuff for my ex-wife for Mother's Day from me and my children, and uh, I was overlooking at these, you know, them candles, the the Yankee candles that come in glass jars? Yeah. Okay, well, I was overlooking looking at them, and my father was looking at cologne and some alcohol and some other little things about 20 or 25 steps away from me. So anyway, it's about 2.30 in the morning or so in around there. We're waiting to get our border crossed to go cross back into Canada. And like I said, I'm over there looking at these, uh, uh, these candles. I popped the lid off of this one, and I took this long, hot, drawn-out fart in this candle, and I and I capped it. I capped it real quick, and I quickly uh-huh. grabbed. I quickly grabbed three or four other little candles there, and I holler over to my father. I said, "Come over here." I said, "I want you to check these out. And let me know which ones, you know, which ones Sarah would like for Mother's Day." And so he comes over, you know, and typical, you know, dad grumpy, you know, grumpy. What have yeah, you? Yeah. You know, <laughs> Jesus Christ, he says, "I don't have no time for this." And I pop the first candle off. He smells it, and he says, "Ah, well," he says. That one ain't too bad, Dana. He said, I kind of like that. Set that aside. So I set that one aside and took the cap off another one. He sniffed it. and eh, Well, that one's not bad. He says, I don't know if I'd buy that one. Anyway, this went on for a couple of candles to get to that last one. I pretended like I couldn't get the lid off it because I knew what he was going to do. He was mm-hmm. lose, lose patience and snatch it from me. And that's exactly what he did. He lost patience and... Anyway, I've seen me fighting with him. He said, give me that goddamn thing, he said. And he tore it out of my hands and popped the <laughs> popped the lid off it. And that man buried his nose as far into that candle as he could possibly get it and took the deepest breath I've ever seen that man take in his life. Well, all of a, all of a sudden, his head <laughs> snapped to attention. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you right now, there wasn't a lick of expression or color in that man's face. And he looked at me dead in the eyes, and he said, oh, my God, Dana Grant, I would not buy that. That smells like <laughs> shit. <laughs> and, he had and, no idea. <laughs> and not at first. He didn't have an idea. 
So I take the laughing, and as soon as I take the laughing, he's taking another sniff to make sure that his nose wasn't lying to him, kind of looking at the jar to see what scent it was. Right? Well, I, I take the laughing so hard that my legs, my knees start giving out on me, and I go right down onto the ground laughing so hard. Well, then he clues in, and, and then, you know, half laughing, half mad at me, calling me an SOB and kicking me down on the duty-free floor right in the middle of the duty-free. And I'm sure, I'm positive that it's on, that they have that on film. And it's just, in one day, we're going to see that on the Internet. I know one day we'll see that. If anybody but, hears this and they know how to get to that. But, oh, I want my to see Lord. It. Yeah. And he... He said, he tells that story to everybody. If I happen to be there, you know what my sob son did to me one time. That, 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 that. that was a good one. That was yeah. a good one. That's yeah, good yeah. One. But and then I got another one for you if you want it. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> this time, once again, Dad and I were uh, uh, we're not teaming. This time, I have my truck. He has his truck, and uh, this is a little ways before. Uh, before the uh, candle incident. <clears throat> and anyway, he was broke down. He was broke down into the TA. I forget what he what happened. He, uh, I think an injector let go or something let go in his truck. And I happened to be in the area, so he calls me up. This is when cell phones were just starting to, to come out, right? And it was mm-hmm. body service everywhere. Anyway, he calls me, tells me where he's at. I pull in. And because uh, he's going to be a while getting his truck fixed. And so anyway... <clears throat> it's, you know, later on in the afternoon, early evening, and there's nobody, there's nobody back in that department, and there was one bathroom. There was one bathroom back there by the by the uh, desk, and he's, he says, oh, my God, Dana, he says, he says I got to use the bathroom. He says, but the door won't lock, so he says, you stand guard out here. <laughs> so I said, okay, yeah, no problem. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm standing guard out, out there, so nobody will walk in on him, right? Well, anyway, so that's fine and dandy. They call me, you know, they call they call him over to the desk while he's using the bathroom. So I walk over. It's literally 15 steps away. Yeah. So I literally just turn around and I walk up to the I walk up to the desk and uh, I'm talking to the guy and all of a sudden I hear this woman scream and I turn around I turn around and I look. The door is wide open. The old man screams. <laughs> so he he comes out. He he comes out after a second. I rush right back over to the door. The woman takes off, right? Mm-hmm. And he he comes out madder than a wet hen. Oh, he was mad. <laughs> and uh, he said, "Jesus Christ, boy!" He says, "I told you to stand outside that door." Da, 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 da. I said, "Listen," I said, "They called you up to the desk." I went up to the desk real quick. There's nobody around. And uh, he said, "Well, he, he, says, <laughs> he says, well, he says, when you, you'll understand more when you get old." He says, he says. <laughs> He says, my goddamn nuts are so long. He says, I have to lay toilet paper over the front of the toilet. He said, lay my nuts over the front of the toilet so they stay out of the water. He says, I got to lay, lay lay my dink on top. She <laughs> saw she got a whole view. Oh, my yeah. God. So he had to lay his dink on top of his nuts. And then he was re- reading the TA magazine up in his face, you know. <laughs> Thank God his face was covered. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that poor lady around. got a full view. He yeah, traumatized he, her for <laughs> Yeah, and he, he went around trying to find this girl to apologize to her. Oh. I was like, oh, my God. Did you find her? I don't know if he did or not. I just, I went out to my own truck after that. Like, he was mad. 
But yeah, I don't blame them. I would do that too. Oh, oh, that's funny. Those are good ones. I really appreciate it. I appreciate no you taking problem. the time to talk to me. I appreciate that you listen to the podcast, and I'm really excited to see where this can go. Yeah, well, I'm gonna be definitely gonna be keep on listening. That's for sure. I appreciate I it. I You're gonna be in the next episode. This is gonna I, be in there for sure. Good, good. I have tons of stories. So anytime. okay, yeah, yeah we'll be doing, doing this again. I've been doing this for 26 years, so I got all kinds from from seeing uh, sexual things go on on the road to having a weapon pulled on me to being mm. robbed. I was robbed and beat one time um, down in Lake Station, Gary, Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got uh, I got a few of them. All right. <laughs> well, got... we don't want to get too deep into them now because yeah. we're going to save them for next time so I can have you back on because I'm going to need – yeah, this is great. Thank you so much, and I'll give you a oh, call. No. I really appreciate it. I'll let you know when your episode's up. All right, Bonnie. Talk to All you right. Later. Bye-bye. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Well, thank you for that, Dana. That was amazing. But next, I want to talk to you guys about the black dog. Trucker Legend says that when you're driving while you're tired, a black dog will, will sometimes appear and jerk you back into alertness before disappearing again. As it was told to me by a trainer, the black dog was owned by a truck driver, and the driver was headed home after a long stretch and didn't want to pull over, even though he was really tired. We can all relate to that, right? So he kept driving, and it began to rain, causing the snowy mountain roads to ice over. When the driver nodded off, he hit ice, and his rig went down over the hillside. Both the driver and the dog froze to death before help could arrive. So now the ghostly canine appears to weary drivers, urging them to pull over so they don't meet the same fate. Have any of you had a run-in with the black dog? Or do you have any other trucker legends? Hit me up. I want to hear about it. I got an email from a driver who wanted me to use her CB handle, Dropout. She was one of the first women in trucking and helped pioneer the way for women like me to get into the industry. And she just wanted me to tell her story a little bit. And she said, years ago, truck stops provided booths with phones for drivers to call dispatch for family members. I got my commercial license in 1983 and I ran team with my boyfriend at the time. Something not done much back then. Whenever I sat in the driver's section, I was told numerous times that those were booths, booths reserved just for drivers or ignored totally by the wait staff until my boyfriend sat down. One waitress went so far as to tell me that women didn't drive trucks and I was just lying to use the phone. She just wouldn't listen to me and she continued to be rude until I called the manager over and explained the situation, showing him my logbook and my license. The waitress was moved to a different section. Women today have no idea what other girls went through so they could drive without the discrimination. It's a whole different world today. I could tell you some stories. Thank you for the opportunity to mention this. And then she asked me to use her CB handle, Dropout. Well, thank you so much, Dropout, for the story and for pioneering a way for women like me to get into the industry. We really appreciate it. Life on the road isn't all fun and games. And us truckers see a lot of crazy stuff. I'm going to share with you a call with my friend Keith. And he's going to tell you about a time that made him always think twice when he sees a kid that's not restrained in a vehicle. Bonnie, how are you? Hi, Bonnie. Um, so thanks so much for helping me out with my trucker tales. You got a story for me? 
Sure. Uh, it's a matter of which one. I know. There's always so many. The road is crazy. Yeah. Uh, let's let's do a safety one. Okay. Um, so it was Christmas morning. It was before I had children. So I decided to run a, a holiday run, and I was a mover at the time. And my helper got all depressed because it was Christmas, and he didn't pay any child support for, like, I don't know, five, six kids or something. Mm. So he disappeared on me for a couple of days before Christmas. We're waiting to pick up a load in Tucson, and he disappeared in Eloy, Arizona. So I called the police. They never found him. So anyway, it was Christmas morning. I decided to head over to Tucson because the next day I was getting the, I was getting a load the day after out of the warehouse. So I headed over to Tucson, and we got stopped um, in the middle of I-10 going west and uh there was a police helicopter out there shining shining his light around and and the police got on the cb and they asked all the truckers to come out there with their flashlights they couldn't couldn't find all the victims Mm. so uh of a traffic accident uh it was a white van just a work utility van anyway we're searching all over and the mother and the father were drunk and they were accounted for and then four of the kids were accounted for they flew out of the vehicle. They weren't strapped down. Oh, my God. And then we couldn't find it, uh, an infant. We were all looking for an infant. And then uh, one of the rescue workers suggested to flip over the van. So we flipped over the van, and we found the infant. And that was oh that was Christmas morning. And it's, things like that, the longer you're out here, you're yeah. going to see accidents, and you're going you're gonna to maybe get involved or maybe not. But it, it 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 surely plays in your mind to to stay safe because what happens after the accident and all yeah. the effects is just um, it's a, it's a, it's an avalanche of of nothing positive. And so to this day, whenever I see a child not restrained, I I go ahead and make the call and I I dial nine one one. They don't always get them, but I make the call and report it because the 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 children they don't have a choice. Right. Oh, my gosh. I've seen so many horrible accidents out here, and it really – I don't think people realize how dangerous our job is. I yeah. see at least one a day. If you're going to strap down your load, you you got to strap down your children, too. You right. Know, to be secured. And and I come from the generation where in the 70s, you know, there were no seatbelts across your chest. You were lucky to put one on across your waist. You know, mm-hmm. we, it was – yeah, or you just never wore one, and it wasn't even ticket ticketed back then you know and unbelievable yeah well when you got a dui back in the day you know uh before your time you know they just called you a cab you know it was or followed you home yeah <laughs> wow yeah my dad was telling me that he got pulled over one night and the cops just followed him to his house yes i couldn't imagine that now today like i was at western express and they were saying there was a guy that was there for like 30 years and he was collecting old cans for his son's um like cub scouts and he got pulled over to way station and they found two empty crushed up miller light cans and they took his cdl yeah or yeah, they don't play yeah there was another driver and he had all the awards and everything and his wife was coming into town and he stopped by the liquor store and got a bottle of wine and put it in his his side box and it wasn't even opened and the cops all that and that was mm. the end of his career at the trucking company anyway it's awful yeah, yeah, they don't zero, play that. Zero tolerance. Yep. Not even a not even an unopened bottle of cough syrup. And nowadays what worries me is um a lot of the drivers are getting older, 
so they're they're taking CBDs. And yeah. CBDs, in my opinion, are a good thing. However, who's testing the CBDs? It's kind of unregulated. It depends on each state, and you know you can just get them out of uh, want to be Seven Eleven nowadays or wherever. So will that come up in the drug test? Do you think the CBD? I, no, it depends on who you ask. You you'll hear five different uh, opinions. I won't take them, um, and I have pain. But uh, I do pain management uh, every once in a while with Tylenol. Um, but really, you just deal with the pain because the op- opioids you can't do, you know. And, and everybody has somebody they know or or a family member or a friend of the family who's been addicted to the opioids. And there's a good solution, which is just straight CBD, no THC. And mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't recommend taking it until it's regulated. Right. And it's a shame because people can smoke crack on their 34-hour break <laughs> and yeah. go back to work and they can pass a drug test, no right. problem, but you oh, can't take CBD. Quick, huh? uh, it's like two it, days or something. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if it was straight CBD, I, I, I would think you'd be okay, but do you, how do you know? Do you trust it? Uh, right. Is it worth your job, really? To me, it's not. You no. Know, and, and now they have hair follicle tests and um, – my understanding is they, they even want to go as far as to pull it out of your scalp because you yeah. could have got high and walked in and the hair wouldn't show it because it's what's in your scalp. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's just, you know, times have changed and you, you just, you just, uh, zero tolerance. That's the way you got to be, you know, yeah. you got to live with the pain because if you get take open, I'm not even sure the laws on, on, um, muscle relaxers or painkillers, but, how can you drive a truck on that? You can't. No, I don't. I think the laws you're not allowed to op- operate heavy machinery on those kind of substances. I don't think yeah. you should take those and drive a truck pulling eighty thousand pounds down the mountain Ugh. on bike it in or <laughs> anything imagine. like that. Yeah. Right. Well, I want to thank you so much, Keith, for taking the time to talk with me. I really appreciate your support with the podcast. I hope that this can go somewhere, um, and we'll be in touch. Hopefully, we can do this again. Do your magic. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you. Stay safe out there, driver. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's it, guys and gals. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, or leave a comment. And send me your tales to truckertalespodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay safe out there, drivers. Keep it in the paint and keep it shiny side up.